Welcome to the JMS Podcast with Jorge M. Sanchez. Another sunny, little frisky day here in uh, San Jose, California. Thank you for tuning in. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Glad for you to hang out here at the JMS Podcast. And for those regular listeners, thank you for tuning in once again. I'm always happy to have you guys here, just hanging out as well. Uh, today's conversation is with musician Dion Jones. I know Dion Jones from the downtown music scene and the open mic scene, actually, and he has done to do much greater things. He even plays a song, an original song, at the end of conversation, and it's called Thirsty. So look forward for that. If you uh, you might be out there right now on the Sunday, you might be working, you might be jogging right now as you're listening in. Maybe you're on for a walk. Heck, maybe you're uh, walking your dog. Perhaps you're also cooking. I don't know, some people listen to podcasts while they're cooking. But thank you once again. And a friendly reminder, please subscribe to the GMS Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and on Google Play. You can also follow the GMS Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just click a like or follow. Or tweet? Is that what it is? Following? I'm, I'm not too sure. But you can find us in the social media. Uh, you can see photos of the guest. And much more content. Especially if you visit the jmspodcast.com website. Also, there is an active Patreon campaign happening right now. Please help support this podcast. It is independently run. It is out of pocket. So any little bit of donations helps. So go to Patreon, search for JMS Podcasts, and there's about five different plans you can subscribe to. Some, you only have to donate $1 a month, which goes a long way. Some, you donate $5 a month, which really goes a long way. And some, even 15 And for $15, there's uh, great rewards for it. So check it out. How are you guys doing here on a Sunday? I hope you guys are doing well. If you're listening to this episode today on Sunday the 24th, a friendly reminder that there is a Sofa Street Festival happening right now. It starts at 2.30 and continues on all night. And I am performing music in that street festival. You can catch me at the Frascati stage at 6.30 playing some original music. So come on out, guys. If you're listening to this on on a Sunday... Please come out to the Sofa Street Festival in downtown San Jose and look forward for my performance at the Frascati stage at 6.30 p.m. All right, that's enough about that. Let's go check out what Dion Jones is up to. Two owls, all oh, the little statues. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Dion Jones, man, how, how you been? I've been good. Yeah. How have you been, Jorge? I've been, I've been a little, little distraught. I, oh. I got so many things happening this month, so I'm running around, you know, trying to, trying to get things done. Yeah. How about you? Uh, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Now, Dion Jones, I, I've, we, <coughs> I, I knew you were part of the uh, music community here for a while. But I still remember the first time I saw you, and that was when outside the 
well now it's no longer there but the camera twelve theater you're yeah. you're busking yeah yeah and you, you were just you, you you're just like laying down chilling and yeah. I'm playing some tunes I was sitting down back then I, yeah it was before I found out that it looks better if you stand up <laughs> I was just trying to be comfortable you know is there a science behind busking oh hell yeah yeah I feel like I could write a book. I th- I'm probably gonna have to write a book about it, but I swear there's a science to it. Like, whatever works for a certain person doesn't work for everyone. Um, sitting down isn't a good idea. You why, just, why not? Do you think? Well, yeah, you, ha- you have to kind of pay attention to. Um, it's like when you're street performing, you're basically studying humans. Like you're studying people. Like you're sitting there like a tree or a rock or a fly, and then like hundreds. In in LA, mm-hmm. uh, thousands of people go by. Like, I and I'll stay there for a while because I guess I have some patience. But <laughs> you know, uh, the amount of people that walk by, it's like um, you get to see how every single type of person reacts to you and the way you look and the way you sound and like the energy you give off. And it's like um, you you kind of have to pay attention like you can't just sit there blindly playing you have to be paying attention to the way people are reacting and um so i would sit down on the floor and i'd wear like this one jacket um my ex uh at the time i had this jacket it was kind of like a plaid thing like that and my ex told me that i looked like a homeless person and I was just like, oh, I thought this was a good, cool lumberjack jacket or whatever. Yeah. And then like, when I would sit down and, and play, people would literally come up to me and give me garbage, like, not garbage, and food. Oh, they're donating <laughs> Yeah, they'd give me food because they thought I was homeless. It was, it was, might as well have been garbage. No, I mean, like, bless their souls. Yeah. But, yeah. like, at the same time, it was like. Was it, at one point, like, good food? Like, you know what? Maybe I'll just take it. <laughs> well, I, I've always kind of had, like, a. I wouldn't take food off the street and I wasn't like I didn't need the food you know I wanted the money yeah yeah so but like when they would get the food I was like dude why do they keep giving me food they think I'm homeless <laughs> so then I, I was like maybe I should stand up because if I stand up I look less vulnerable right right <laughs> so I started to stand up and then um eventually, oh, is it a vulnerability thing I mean the way it looks like if you imagine when you see another homeless person they're sitting down on the ground they're like oh, I'm homeless and, give me money and then but like and it's kind of like a lazy thing but if you stand up a little bit it's kind of immediately as a change of energy like he has enough energy to stand up now if you're standing up and you're sit, standing in that spot for like two to three hours people walk by they're like damn this guy has a lot of uh, patience and dedication but if you're like playing and you're not just standing then you're like dancing you're like this guy's having a great time can I cuss on here? yeah you can you, you Hell could, yeah! You could fuck yeah. No, I'm just kidding. You could fucking cut all you want. <laughs> no. if, if you think that's bad, at one time I was uh, trying to write a song outside of Frascati. I was just sitting down on the tables, and there was a homeless guy, you know, nearby, a couple of tables down outside in the patio. And at one point, he comes over and he gives me his change. The homeless guy gave me change. Ah, oh, that's insulting. Right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, well, like, is he paying me to shut the fuck up, or is he like pitting me that bad? Or he's? And I was like, it was so embarrassed. I was like, no, dude, I'm not. You know, I, I didn't want to say I'm not homeless because he was. Wait, wait, I'm wait, like, wait, oh wait, man, wait, I don't need it or whatever. Not to, not to interrupt you or anything. Go for it. Do you ever record these like video? Video? What do you mean? 
Like your podcast? Like the interviews video? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not there yet. I'm not there oh, yet. Oh, okay. Uh, but maybe down in the future. Maybe a season or two later. A, a lot of people have been pushing that on me. Like, oh, man, I, I wish, I wish you know, I could see video of, of, the, of the interview. Because I was, like, just going to be like, oh, shit, I could have put my camera right there and just, yeah. like, record us. But the but thing is, is that... I mean, if you have your own little like. Well, the thing is, is process. that with video so far for now, for me, if I put it on YouTube, it's like the the great thing about podcasting is that people can listen to this while they're working, while they're while they're working out, while they're walking, while they're just going out doing their stuff. They just plug in and they listen to the audio, and because that's what I do at work, you know. Yeah, I do that too. But then also, I'll watch podcasts on YouTube, and I'll I always will. Because I usually just put my phone in my pocket and just listen. Yeah. But then sometimes I find myself watching the podcast, and yeah. then I'm just like, oh, man. It's... Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to push it on no, you, but it's just like... Everybody else is. And I hear cool you out. have both. But the thing is, like, you know, if, I mean, it's one, one thing when you're home and you're watching it on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you have to have YouTube on. Mm-hmm. You could be sitting down to do it. Uh, you know, and right now, you know, I'm really... I don't know. I just feel there's some... Um, Something special about someone listening to this conversation mm-hmm. while they're doing something else. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it just adds on, I guess, their productive day, I feel. Like, hey, man, I learned something about this musician Yeah. while I was cutting grass or some shit. I don't know. Point is, there might come video. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe by the time I get to that point, people will be like, oh, hey, this, this thing ain't working out. Give it to someone else or some shit. I don't know. I don't no, know. Well, I'm even going that road. Else. I think I think what you're doing with it is great. How you're putting it online and everything. Uh, now, now yeah. you're not new to video content online. Oh no. Because something no. interesting happened to you. Yeah. Uh, which might explain why you were at Twitch. Uh, uh, some earlier. Yeah, yeah, Twitch headquarters. But uh, but uh, I know what happened. But a lot of listen- listeners don't know what happened. And what happened uh, is something that's. Uh, it's, it's it's very close to winning the lottery a bit, right? Because the chances <laughs> heard that before. the chances of, of what happened to you is so small. You know they say that, but there's something I feel like I could like I feel like I could like explain that just to people too. Like it wasn't an accident, which is like sounds like really arrogant to say that, but it was like i quit every single thing in my entire life to make that happen like there was nothing and there still is nothing see the thing with with me is like the reason why I, oh god this sounds but, so but before we continue we should let the listeners know what happened okay so you were in la what were we doing in la well i had made a plan because i've always wanted to be a musician since i was like three and i've always wanted to be an artist like an animator cartoon maker since i was three I've always wanted to be like Jackie Chan, like do backflips and stuff since I was like three. I've, everything I've ever wanted to do, I've always wanted to do it since I was like three. I don't know. And um, so I wanted to be a musician always. And my dad used to make us have this little ba- uh, band when we were little kids called Dim Joneses. It was me, my older brother, and my younger brother. And I was like the lead singer and we would like perform for family and stuff. I actually liked to do it, but my brothers were like complain and. <laughs> we ended up like not doing it. My dad kind of like wanted us. He kind of like pushed music on us hard. Like, yeah, I would say forced. No, I'm just kidding. Was this like the Jackson Five kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, he was. Try- he wanted that to happen. <laughs> and the most was he a musician himself? Yeah. Oh, there you go. And he got that pressure on going now. He wanted to try to do it. and He felt like he couldn't. 
he's actually a software developer and he's working on this really awesome thing it's like a green green energy it's like this certain device where you pour liquid into a cup and it's like liquid recycling but um i mean that's that's another topic but <clears throat> basically i wanted to be a musician and i realized that everyone that was doing music anywhere was always doing it online and that the future in the world was turning online and then i had heard and listened to a lot of musicians that had become really famous or popular by doing street performances or setting up their own shows at parks or venues or whatever so i thought fine i don't want to give myself to anyone i don't want to sign up for any program or anything because i hear that they take percentages or whatever and i want to have total power over everything that i do so i'm gonna have to do it the hardest way so i decided people don't street perform anymore where is everyone everyone's online everyone's on youtube everyone's on facebook so what i'm gonna do is go to the grocery store and go to the starbucks go to the theater go to the food places where people actually do interact in real life and i'm just gonna stand there every single day like a tree and just keep putting out flowers and then someday someone's gonna pick one you know and uh, the, the flowers would be the singing and um i've been practicing singing my whole life in my room like i was always afraid to sing out loud and then i finally after like 17 years of singing got the confidence like you know i can, i can do this i can do this and uh i was living with my ex at the time and um, I was working security and I was like miserable like I hated it and I promised myself before that I was never going to do security again so I was like you know what that's it that's it fuck this job I quit I'm going to go take my guitar out right now and I'm going to go see what happens and the first day as a security guard eight hours I'd make blah 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 taxes taken out $72 that's how much I walk away with um, so when I played guitar in the first hour I made $70 the second hour I made in total 146 or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, that's it, I quit my job. That was like one day, I didn't have to wait two weeks for a paycheck, I didn't have to wait eight hours. It was all cash. It was all cash and it was right there. And that was it, after that I was done. The most I've made on the street in San Jose was $309. And um, was, In one sitting? Mm-hmm, in wow. about three hours. And, um, was this on like on the weekend? Was there a party going on? It was a Saturday, and it was during uh, this event, uh, this music, this uh, music video event, uh, or the film festival. Cinequest. Cinequest. Oh yeah, yeah. Th that brings in a lot of yeah. fat cats with fat wallets. Yeah, and overdoing that for two years, I learned have business cards, have music online, and I somehow ended up building an Instagram following. And long story short. Uh, was living in San Jose and I was like going through some like emotional stuff you know uh, <laughs> well I mean I guess I can say all, my whole album is about like like heartbreak like uh, in my last relationship pretty much you were, you were uh, processing a breakup yeah yeah, and like, uh, which I think is the cause of a lot of albums. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was the cause of a lot of things. <laughs> How long has been together? Uh, we were together for two point six years. Oh wow, yeah, but, yeah, that's um, tough, man. You know, um, so um, yeah, uh, so I was living in San Jose um, in December, and that happened, and then I was just like, uh, I was like super devastated. Were you depressed, would you say? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah? That was like, oh my god. That was the most depressed I've ever been in my entire... I, I don't think I could ever be that depressed again. 
Um, how, how did the depression manifest itself to you? Well, I've always taught, I've always grown up watching Dragon Ball Z and cartoons and hero stuff, so I've always wanted to try to be a hero, Naruto or Goku. And, and like, so whenever I would get really, really upset, I would always try to do something good with it. And at first, I was just, I could see myself spiraling into like anything. But like, the thing is, is like, I, don't, I would never allow that for myself. So, but I could see it, you know what I mean? So, like, what I would do was as soon as, I mean, like, I just would be sad all the time, but I would always just keep drawing and mm-hmm. just think of new products. Because the only way to stop thinking about it was to think of something else. Stay busy. Yeah, so I yeah. had to start creating new animation projects. I had to start doing new art. I had to start thinking of music. And then I was kind of just looking at myself, and I, I felt like after, like, that entire relationship, everything I had been doing in my whole life was just for that relationship. Like, and it all came back in that circle. And then it got to a point where it was like, yo, I got to skip town, man. Like... And I don't want to be in this energy anymore. I don't want to be in this place. I don't even want to think about it. I'm out. And uh, I was paying like 800 for rent at that spot. I just took took a couple of things I needed, my guitar, a couple of things, and I just told my brother I'm coming to L.A. And oh, I, do you have family in L.A.? My brother lives in L.A., oh, my man. older brother. He also still does music, and he's pretty good. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Went out to L.A. He ended up having like a like some sort of a, a surgery or something, so he had to go to Modesto. So I was staying in L.A. by myself for like the first month, which was December, and um, that's when I just like figured it out. Like I took the same ideas, like oh, I'm sitting down wearing like a bunch of whatever, maybe I should step it up with the way I look. And then I met this one guy who had a crazy loud speaker system and then I realized I have to stop playing acoustic and I need to get a mic and I need to get a, a pedal and I just paid attention I listened to all the most popular songs even if I liked them or not I would figure out what the hell about any of this stuff that these people like so you're trying to cover them? yeah cover the popular songs? yeah and somehow through doing all this I developed this incredible memory where I can just remember chords and just remember lyrics like I have no idea Oh, that was new to you? Yeah, like... Um, oh, wow. Like, just, like... It got to a point where I can learn, like, a song in 15 minutes, but I can learn, like, 20 songs a day, like... And I can remember them. Like, I'll just look at it, and I'll remember the lyrics. And then get it. It's like almost like a photogenic uh, memory there. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've somehow... Like, it's like a superpower. <laughs> a musician superpower. <laughs> just... I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> So so you're you're playing in the streets of LA. Yeah. Uh, what are some like uh, areas or districts that you were hanging out? Well, um, LA is there's downtown LA, which is wild. There's so many homeless people. If you don't know about if you guys don't know about downtown LA, I'm about to tell you about downtown LA. Downtown LA is crazy, man. What kind of stuff were you seeing? <clears throat> One time I was at a, a taco truck with a friend and this homeless lady just like started walking into my my vicinity and I was like, uh-oh, this doesn't feel right. So I kind of took like a step back and she grabbed my arm and then just bit me. She bit you? She bit me. I was wearing a jacket, luckily. She so, bit you in the arm? So I didn't contract any of her saliva. But I yeah. She, was she a zombie or something? I, she, Jesus. she thought she was. And then I had to like, you know, kind of like, 
flick my arm you can't bite me and then she like kind of like just walked away from me like nothing yeah like she didn't do anything <laughs> security guard was standing right there just watching like oh it's just normal day to the other downtown LA night yeah. this girl was walking by with her headphones just listening to music just like dancing like and then she just grabs her head and then like and then tries to bite her face and the girl's like what the slaps the shit out of her damn and then the hobo lady just walks off like nope I didn't get hit and then I bet you she went and bit somebody else damn well yeah that to deal with yeah I still haven't even told you what the hell happened with Twitch I'm sorry no, guys we're getting there we're getting there it's all good it's, it's a story we're, we're, we're building up to it <laughs> yeah but pretty much you're hanging out at downtown you're performing the streets of downtown LA which is crazy well I because because you know like I've had this thing like I I don't like to go around poor. I wasn't raised around that kind of stuff, so I try to stay away from like ghetto poor areas. I try to stay in really nice areas. So even in downtown LA, I found like this one. Uh, it's a mall. It's very nice. Much multiple security guards, and those. That's where I play. You look for the security guards. <laughs> yeah, I look for the security guards. And then the thing is, like, they usually don't let musicians play there. But for some for some reason, I'm always able to develop some sort of a rapport. Uh-huh. Or I'll just throw out some sort of a right or a law that doesn't exist. Because I was a security guard. I know they don't know what the hell they're doing. So I'll just be like, dude, I got to play here because I got to make money because I got to live. And I, and I don't I don't play terribly, I don't think, based off of other people's opinions. So I don't think that I'm not, I'm not going to, you're not going to lose your job from this. Did you have to audition for them? No. Well, no. like what I'll do is I'll play. Were they like, all right, let me hear your music. No. Then, then we'll see if you if you'll play here or not. Well, they've always heard me before they ever came up to me. So like if they did, and then like people would like be talking to me and like having like a great time, and I'd be noticing like people like it, you know. So like when they come up to me and they're like, you gotta go. I'm like, actually, you know, I don't have to go because I'm on the sidewalk. Da da da. da. It's uh, not 10 p.m. Um, I have the right to the Second Amendment. I can speak and I can the right to that. the Second Amendment. <laughs> I throw the right to bear arms. I mean, it's but the security like, guards yeah, that it's, dumb it's in L.A. They have no idea. Jesus they Christ! They have no idea. I'll be like, <laughs> and it's Law C64.902 that says that I have the right to play music uh, at he, this time. He just puts a bullshit penal code. Yeah, and they and they always <laughs> will be like, all right, all right, and it, it's, like fuck it, I don't want to deal with this guy. And then they just leave me alone. And then after that, it's just, it's always great. Um, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't have, it never gets to that, but I always will at least go for it. Right. <laughs> so you found this cool spot by the mall. Yeah. And you're just performing. Yeah, and I met a bunch of people there, and then that was cool, but then I started. Now, getting... hold on, before we go on, we a little, um, maybe a little insecure at first, maybe, because we're in LA. That's like the hotbed of musicians where they all, most of them go. That and Nashville. No. So, so not, not, now you find yourself like in a higher plane uh-uh. of, of performers? I've, I was never afraid. I was enraged. Like, for me, it was like... Because I'd be so insecure. I was like, shit, this is LA. There's like way better musicians than me. See, like that's, that's like quadrupled the amount compared the to where... Me. Like, I have to the Bay Area. Because of cartoons that I would always watch. I don't, I don't... I've always believed in myself more than anything like... I've learned that one's ability to believe in themselves harder than someone else's ability to believe in themselves makes that one person more powerful. Like, 
like if we're having an argument and you're like, I believe in myself, and I was like, I believe in myself, and then you're like, No, I believe in myself. And one of us go, Kamanahana. Yeah, and then I no. flip the table over and I go, No, I believe in myself. And then you like knock a wall. It's like whoever does the more crazy thing is the one that believes in himself more. Oh, I see. You see, so it's like in a non-violent psychopathic way. <laughs> That's, like, that's not a pretty violent thing. Yeah, I know. If we're arguing about believing <laughs> ourselves and flipping furniture yeah, around, like, punching no, holes in the walls. But the whole point is to prove who who believes in themselves more. Okay, which which cartoon did you learn this from? Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. So, is, is that where you get most of your life lessons? Oh, that's Naruto also. Naruto? It's like, these main characters, they never even thought about if they would fail. Like, that thought didn't come across their brain. It, the only thought that ever came across their brain was how I'm going to succeed. So if you change your question, you can't lose, ever. Ever. So, like, my my thing is, whatever it is that I do, because I'm crazy enough to never, ever, 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 I, I will never not believe in myself, and I will never give up. So because of that, I will succeed. Hmm. I mean, look at the odds. It's math. It's like I have to stop and then choose something else to, to, to fail. I have to be sucky to fail. And then to stay sucky would mean that I wasn't paying attention to how to get better. And I, when, you, when you tell yourself that there is no way, the end, period, then there is nothing but desperation. There's nothing but power. And there's nothing but... So, like, backing yourself up to a corner. You, yes, you put yourself do or in die. a corner. Yes. There is no try. It's either you do it... Or you don't. Or you don't. So, like, I don't make any excuses. So, it's like, oh, if I'm in L.A. and I'm playing and they're getting more attention, I don't look at myself and go, I suck. I look at what they're doing. Oh, he has a nice top hat. He has a nice suit on. His great big <laughs> speakers. They're loud as hell. I can hear them from a mile away. Yeah. So, then I pay attention. I copy them. I get a bitter suit. I get a bow tie. I also I started wearing a bow tie because I didn't like how I didn't like you know what I'm gonna say it. I didn't like how black people were being portrayed in media. Like and it's like it's it's been it's been going on for, for a while. Can you elaborate on that? Some people like it. Like alright. The black guy is always supposed to be the cool guy that gets all the girls. He's always supposed to be the sports guy. He's always supposed to be the hip-hop guy or the gangster or the thug or the, the idiot or the retard. Jesus. And, and it's like... <laughs> you, you went through all sides of the spectrum there. You did. went from cool guy that gets the girls to yeah, the retard. I Jesus. I did. And the, the problem is is that that is what media does. Is, and I don't want to go into all that. But it's just like when it, whatever anyone sees is what they think. Like they'll come up to you and they'll be like, Oh, you're a black guy. You got a big thing, huh? And it's just like, not everyone is the same, you know? Right. Stop treating people because of what they look like. Treat them about who they are. But no one cares anymore. Now everyone just watches Instagram and they just do everything that Existential does. Do everything that Lil Uzi does. Do everything that, uh, you know, whoever they, they like does. Now, how does you wearing a bow fight against that? Well, to me, I can't say I don't like rap. I like rap. I can't say I don't like thug stuff. I'm a thug sometimes, man. I'm a thug. I could be a thug. No, it depends on the mood. You know. <laughs> and, if, and if I'm like, if I'm not having an argument with someone else in my head. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a thug, man. <laughs> you don't know me. Yeah, man, you don't know who I am. But it's just like, when sometimes when it... I'm just thinking, I just think like, um, I don't mean to sound like the goody two-shoes. Like, yeah, some stuff is cool, man. Like that Cardi B song. That song is dope. 
you know, if I see you and I don't speak, that means I don't fuck with you. I mean, like, that stuff is dope, but it gets to a point where the little kids and, like, the young people watch that and they think it's real. And then they actually go out and they start fighting people and they actually go out and get gun and they actually start going doing cocaine. And then now you have a bunch of stupid drug addicts because they can't realize that people are putting this persona out so that they can like, be popular. Mm-hmm. And now this popular idea is to be ignorant, be stupid, be retarded. Like when I was in high school, this the hyphy movie, the hyphy movement, God bless your soul. I'm probably going oh, yeah. to get everyone to hate me on this. But I hated the idea of going stupid, going dumb. I hated it. I didn't want to be stupid. I didn't want to be dumb. I wanted to be fucking smart as shit. I want to build a space shuttle and go to the goddamn Neptune. Like, uh-huh. I don't like the condonance of that. Like, Goku didn't want to be... I mean, Goku was pretty dumb. But, like, Goku wanted to be the strongest person in the world, in the universe. You know, Naruto wanted to be Hokage. He wanted to go to the top. And it's just like, I see these people as heroes, and now I'm seeing all these people that I'm supposed to look up to telling me to look, to be dumb. No, fuck you. You be dumb. <laughs> I'm going to be smart. I, I guess you didn't ghost ride the whip when you were in high school. Hell no. I know. You know the worst part about that? Is one of the... Bless his soul, too. The One of the biggest guys that, that pushed all that stuff in my high school, guess how he died? He fell out of... Well, he didn't die. I mean, he didn't die then, but he fell out of the car and busted his head open, had to go to the hospital and get well, surgery. While ghost riding the while whip? While ghost riding oh. the whip. That's what I'm, t- that's what I'm trying that's to a, say. That's a new level of stupidity. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and now I sound so terrible, but then this... I'm not going to name him, but this person ended up actually going up and trying to rob a liquor store, and then he ended up getting shot to death. Oh, Jesus. And then another one of my friends ended up shooting one of his best, best friend's younger brother. And that was one of the reasons I left my hometown, all because of a video game. And it's like, and I watched it all happen because I was with them before. I remember being 10 years old. I'm black. My parents are black. They're both black. My parents are both educated. They're both. I'm sorry I'm getting so deep right now. Well, I mean, but, I, hear, I hear what you're saying, but what would you say to the possible counter argument? That here you're, you're implying that they're being um, inspired by the video games they play or the stuff they see on TV. Uh, while you look at these cartoons that the main premise is them fighting other people. And yet you're not violent. At but, least as far as I know. But the thing is with the cartoons, is I don't know if you've ever seen Dragon Ball Z or Naruto. I've seen an episode or two. Yes. Yeah, but I'm not that big into yeah, it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. But is it fair to say that the, Goku, the center premise is them fighting someone? Goku, no, 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 no. The center premise is Goku is just some silly kid who's just training all of his life because he wants to be as powerful as he can be. Then all of a sudden, these freaking criminals monsters bad guys come over to the planet and say i'm gonna destroy your planet in three days and then goku because he can throw boulders over the buildings and stuff he's like man i don't want you to do that he goes up to him as a little kid and he's like you shouldn't do that you should stop doing that that's not nice and then the bad guy punches him in the face and then kills his sister and then he's and then goku has to fight him i don't remember that episode well i mean like it's not specific but piccolo (laughs) is evil like the people that are destroying the planet are evil they're assassins they're destroying Naruto, there's a. I'm getting way too off, whatever. But there's a season. Well, they got plenty Pain, of time. There, there's a season where there's this guy named Pain, okay, and Naruto is the main hero. Pain comes to Naruto's village and he's like the worst bad guy ever. He destroys the entire village, kills everyone that Naruto knows and loves, and then Naruto is like he can't beat him. But he finally finds out where Pain is because Pain is controlling six other bodies from a remote distance in a tree. 
So Naruto uh-huh. finds him, runs over to him after he murdered everyone. And he's so angry. You killed my everything I know. And then Pain looks at him and he says, you know why I did this, Naruto? And then Naruto was like, please tell me why. He falls to the, his knees crying. Why would you do this? And then Pain says, because when I was a little kid, your village did this to me when I was a child. Oh, I you see. You killed my family. And to everyone. cause an effect thing. Yeah. Got it. So so to me, when I saw that of Naruto, I saw what Naruto was pushing for. He wasn't, he didn't kill pain. He said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Fell to the ground crying, I'm sorry. And he didn't do anything. So forgiveness. Forgiveness, positivity. Was a big theme growth, of yours. Growth, exactly. What, what was your hometown? Improvement. Uh, Modesto. Modesto, that's where he grew up. Yeah, for, yeah. Which Modesto is riddled with a lot of drugs. And they say, but I wasn't around that. I was around a bunch of trees and, and chickens and birds and cows and <laughs> almonds. Wow, man. You live in a ranch? Yeah, we had a we had a farm. Uh, we had a ranch, yeah, not a farm. Uh, we had 150, uh, I still, we still have it, 150 almond trees and we were just farmer boys. Nice, dude. What line of work were your parents? My dad was a software developer. <clears throat> And he's really good at like uh, building and such. And my mom was a teacher, and she just started her own daycare recently. Hmm. My dad just put out a book because he's like he's always been like an inventor. He invented this one type of a thing that like filters out like the house water. Maybe not invented, but maybe like made a different type or whatever. But it filters out all the house water into the garden, like cleans it out, and then like uses it for garden. So oh wow! Like a bunch of pipes and stuff. It's very uh, eco-friendly. Yeah, and he's he's making an eco-friendly book right now, um, and he's you know he's trying to start a his whole little organization, and uh, I'm gonna try to help him out with that. And uh, but he just put a book out. His name is David Jones. David Jones. Now you get you, you, um, you guys are living in, in a ranch and somewhat uh, away mm-hmm. from the gang violence in Modesto. Well, it's don't like don't let me like excuse Modesto is not a gang. Like even the things that happened weren't gang. Like the person that shot the other person was because they joined the military, so that's how they ended up with the weapon. Mm. And then the other person was just like just some fool that just I don't know why they do these things I don't know why I swear they just do it because they think it's the only thing because it's the only thing they hear or see right and then I'm gonna bring this back to you deciding to change your presentation when you perform in the streets because you didn't want those negative uh, you know qualities that they see you know in the media to be on you well the, the thing is, is like, I understand that everyone has a reason and everyone has a perspective and a personality. If Some people like that stuff. And like, who am I to say you can't do that? Like, fuck me. You can do whatever you want. But for me, I realize like I can't go around talking shit about it because then I just look like a loser. So like the best thing for me to do would be to try to infiltrate and, and set a, an example of a person just being a person. And uh, I decided to dress up with like a bow tie and a suit and everything. Even even though you don't like it personally. Well, I mean, it's not that I don't like it personally, and maybe there's a lot of connotation to it that a lot of people would disagree with. But the the specific reason why I decided to wear a bow tie and a suit is because my brother was a security guard, and I saw other people go to work and a professional, the guys that have the suitcases and the bags, and they make all the money. Like those guys look rich, right? And the guys that look rich wear suits all the time. 
So I, I thought of it as like it's like same thing. It's like if I'm gonna play music, I don't want to wear a regular shirt. I want to wear a suit with a vest and some you know nice Take your shoes. Work clothes. So it looks like I'm a absolute professional. Like and I got it. And when you approach me, you're not gonna approach me like, hey, can I use your microphone? You're going to have a little bit of respect, you know, <laughs> because I just brought all this equipment out so yeah. I could play guitar for nine hours. Yeah. Nine hours. Yeah. That's that's crazy. So, so you're there performing at this mall in L.A., plowing away at your song. No, uh, there was one location. I had gone to that location, gone to other locations, and then I realized I'm going to one place a day. And then I started doing some math. That's not enough. If I actually want to be seen by someone... I got to go to literally, I have to split my day instead of to two, I got to split my day into like five or six and play an hour here, travel 30 minutes here, play an hour here, travel 30 minutes here, play an hour here, and I, I made it like a psychopathic, like, I am not going to be ignored. So you created a routine. Yeah, and I would go to different locations, boom, 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 and then I found one location in Hollywood where I saw LL Cool J one day. Oh yeah? You passed by? Yeah, I was playing... And then this dude like came around the corner. It's like this short guy, and he was like looking around, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then all of a sudden, I see this like big black guy with like a beanie and like uh, sunglasses, and like peek around the corner, and I was like, "What the hell are these goofy motherfuckers doing?" <laughs> and then like uh, the guy went back and was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then like they both kind of walked around, and then I was like, "Dude, that dude's huge, and he kind of looks like a little cool J." And I just kind of kept looking at him, and I was like, "You kind of look like your old coach, man. I don't know if I see things." And then like some random guy walks up, and he just runs up to him with a camera phone, and he like, takes a picture with him. And I was like, "That's a little cool J." And then he just like looks over to me because he saw me like looking at him the entire time, and he just like peace signed me. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'm coming here every day." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the, the location that I was at happened to be under a YouTube building or a streamer building where. Like basically everyone that lives up there is famous online for streaming. Like they have like hundreds of thousands or millions of viewers and followers. And they oh, just, really? They live near each other. Yeah, they all live in the same buildings up there. Wow. It's like a community. It's like it's weird. They and like if you notice, they always have the same videos or whatever. They kind of do stuff together. It's 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 really clicky. It's really weird. All right. So so you're playing outside this building that houses these streamers who are live streaming. Yeah. And one of them happened to be above, and he was, like, looking down, and I was like, what? His name is Ice Poseidon, and he's, uh -huh. like, a real, uh, he's a real character, I'll, I'll say that. And he was, like, playing his guitar on, like, the fourth floor, and he was just, like, being hella loud, and I was, like, looked up, and I was like, oh, man, this guy's trying to make fun of me. Uh-oh. <laughs> but he, he ended up inviting me up after bribing me with a $50 uh, donation. And I went upstairs. And Wait, I, he went downstairs, and he goes, hey, come up to my place. No, he pulled out a megaphone. Okay. And then I was like, well, this guy's a, anybody that has a megaphone is ready, ready for work, so I'm going to go. Yeah. And he offered me 50 bucks. Okay. So I go upstairs, get all my stuff ready, have my speaker and everything. Now, what was going through your head when this was happening? Well, I had been playing music, and I not only have been street performing, but I've gotten shows. I play at open mics. I've done. I've gotten paid gigs. Like I've, I've done my fair share of guitar playing and performing in front of people is nothing to me anymore. Like it doesn't. I don't even like. Like I've done it. Like I did that every single day to make a living for three years so far. So you had no problem with somebody offering you like, hey, come up play, yeah, on my place. It's even better. More so it's people. like a, another yeah. gig. Yeah. 
Got it. So I was like, hell yeah. And then I, I just came up, hey guys, uh, it's on YouTube. Um, right. If anyone wants to look for it, uh, type in Ice Poseidon and Dion Lavelle J on YouTube. Um, street performer makes $800 in 45 minutes. Yeah. So wait, hold on though. So, so you grab your stuff. You get yeah. ready to go. You go up to his apartment. And then that's when you find out that he wants you to play in front of... No, he told me already. So I already knew he wanted me to play. He was like, come upstairs. I'm, I'm streaming to a bunch of people. They want to hear you play. And I was like, mm, perfect. <laughs> so like to me, like that was the goal. That was the point. I was out there so that someone would see me and bring me online. I was like, good. If he has like two or 3,000 people and now I've, I've done something. like, And I w- my plan was to, st- that was like the start. I was going to go for like eight months doing that. But I, I happened to only have to do it for like two or three weeks before something happened. And um, he and he's like, I, I went upstairs and he's like, yeah, I have 9,000 people up here. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> Holy shit. yeah, you're a real guy. I was always hoping for this opportunity. So I played a bunch of covers. I played songs that I knew they would like because after studying everyone, like science, like I can tell the type of stuff people like just by like the way they look. It's really weird. Um, so here you are playing your songs yeah. or covers both to uh, a massive audience. And I played a some live original stream. songs, too. And what was the feedback initially you got from that? Well, at first, they were like, dude, I love that. And, like, he had this voice thing, because he had, they were so, <clears throat> uh, Twitch, like, when they talked to you, it was just like, <laughs> like, there's, like, hundreds of people talking to you in, like, a second. So it's, like, some, some people, you can't even read it. And, like, so he had the voice automated, which would read some select ones, and they would say it out loud. Uh, and it would it would say it in a computer voice, so like they're like, "I love you, Dion. That was great. More. Wow. This guy deserves to be like just you know like." And it was just like the worst, the weirdest part about it all. The thing that does that makes no sense to me is like how much positivity. I mean, I've gotten definitely some negative stuff about it, but the the <laughs> you're overall, about to get it, man. The it's overall, the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The overall amount of positivity of everything, like, it's like a, cons- I mean, I should stop saying that. I should knock on, knock on some wood or something. Saying what? It was like, everyone loved it. Everyone. Everyone. They were just like, no, no, no. You just hear donation, 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 donation. And then after a while, I was like, guess how much you just made? And I was like, oh, how much? He was like, $300. And I was like, whatever. And I just kept Because you're usually with that yeah. in, in a couple of hours outside. Yeah. It, was, it was like 45 minutes. Like, I literally played but, but like the exposure, But the exposure was massive that came out of it. Yeah, because he had like over 200,000 followers and I just didn't know. Yeah. And um, more people came into the stream. By the time I was done, it was at 11,000. And, um, so, like, I played stuff that everyone knew. Um, I knew the community. I kind of, they were kind of, like, gamey people. Like, kind of, and I was kind of, like, a gamish, nerdish growing up. So, I kind of know that type of music that people might like. Played some all-star and... (laughs) Somebody want coming! You know, something, some 90s shit, you know? And... (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do-do-do! That shit. And, um... (laughs) Or, hey, y'all... My baby gon' mess around. Like, just stuff like that. And they yeah. they loved it. I played the Radiohead Lotus Flower. I was surprised people knew that one at all. Uh-huh. But um, he was like, I'm gonna... 
they keep saying that you should stream all the time. Da, da, da. I'll make a new Twitch channel for you. So he made one on his stream for me right then and there. So this guy was really nice. Yeah, well, I think it was just because, like, everyone was surprised at how much everyone else liked it. Like, okay. It was like everyone was, and they were like, saying my name, like, oh man, Dion's awesome. Da, da, da. I love his song. Da, da, da. And like, it was just, it was just super cool. And um, by the time I got home that day, like, I had a new Twitch account, and, like, he sent me all the money, and, like, they donated me, like, $850 in total. And then uh, once I made my Twitch account, and I started streaming, Jesus. But then I ended up getting hacked, and I had to wait 10 oh. days, got my account back, a bunch of random stuff happened. I've done multiple streams with Ice Poseidon. Now, how, how much of a game changer did it become now that you started playing music on a stream? Yeah, well, it, it got on the news... Yeah, it went pretty viral, dude. Yeah, and it was on Red uh Reddit front page and it was also on a bunch of stuff in Europe. So like the amount of people that came up like I couldn't even like read the messages. It was just like it was too much. It was just like, dude, I don't even like it was like honestly it was like exactly what anyone would always want it to be. But the thing is it it goes away if you allow it to. Hmm. Or if you make it. So um I've been trying as hard as I can to lay low recently because um, I started to feel bad. Like, it was starting to get too... That's not my goal. My goal wasn't to be a, a Twitch dude. My goal was to be an actual musician, and I kind of got sidetracked. Right. So I had you, to... You didn't want to become just a novelty act. Yeah, I didn't want to just... Like be, a one-trick pony. Yeah, because yeah. I have a lot of stuff that I do. And so I decided to come back and, and gather the people that I'm with uh, that I've made and developed everything with through tricking and art and music and film. And Do you still retain the the fans that you developed through that experience n to now? Oh yeah, I've been doing a couple streams and everything. Um, I keep posting videos and uh, I have a lot of uh, YouTube subscribers also. But uh, the thing is, is like I have uh, I have a decent amount of a following to a point where. Um, and this is kind of how it happens is like once a certain amount of people know who you are it's it's um you kind of just have to keep it going like a like a snowball effect type of thing mm -hmm. you know you don't have to um make them all learn who you are again you right know? so you just it just it's all determined on what you're doing and um if you do something more universal then more people will come back and uh, i just thought of involving community and uh, friends and family and not just doing it on my own. My original plan was just stay streaming and uh, because they would just donate to me online when I would just stay at home and play and do song requests, it's like, man, I don't even have to go to work. I need something to do. But, but you found it pretty valuable uh, playing in the streets, though. You, you, found, you, you found certain things that helped you as a performer by studying the crowds, mm -hmm. by studying stuff. But now that you're at home and now you're streaming, now you're playing in front of a computer, essentially, uh, without even seeing a face. Now uh, I have to learn how to communicate with right. with people and online. interact with a bunch of people online. And then I need to learn how to make my whatever it is that I'm doing inside look okay. You know what I mean? Like studio, what have you. Maybe that's why I haven't done the video thing here on this podcast because I still have to uh, fix up the studio. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> I'm better off leaving it as a mystery to the listeners well, how, how it really looks in here. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't look bad. Yeah, thanks. And, and the thing is, is like, um, it's, it's... Professionalism is like, it's not even actually... 
I used to say this to my ex actually. It's not it's not about you being a professional, it's about the way you present yourself. Like when I would shoot perform and I and I figured that out by shoot performing is like I would be sitting down wearing my hobo jacket and then I stand up wearing a bow tie and I go from, you know, a, a $20 tips and food to $850 plus, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just from standing up, relocating myself, increasing my sound, increasing my visual. Is it like you just increase, so you just make yourself bigger. It's like very simple, you know? So if you were to have a camera in here and like, you just made I mean I don't I'm sure you have a very good schedule with your podcast but if you got like an insane amount of people to do your podcast you got a camera here and then like your camera will be one level after three to four levels the only way to get bigger and louder would be to have a, I mean these are actually really good mics already so you just have to have a better Please, camera I, I, here you are you know and then like a better studio assessing the situation here in the studio yeah. but, but here's one thing I'll say about you though I don't mean to say uh, that uh, like to attack you or anything no I'm not saying that at all but I, I think uh, I've realized is that I think I agree with your point now because when you initially started that you want to tell people that you didn't necessarily got lucky I think uh, I think through your years of studying through your through your work yeah. ethic of just you know going around town and and almost on a obsessive level perform well, in different obsessive. places you made this opportunity possible for yourself yes it's like uh, math right <clears throat> you, you increase the probability of somebody uh, of the right person in the industry to to catch on to your music i have a and offer an opportunity of luck like this is how you make luck first of all you have to do something that you absolutely love beyond anything you have to do it in front of a whole shitload of people, mm-hmm. okay? And you have to be really uncomfortable. Those three things give you luck. It's like a math. You do those three things and wherever you go, you'll get lucky in whatever situation. You just switch it up. Do something you love, make sure you're doing it in front of people, and make sure it makes you feel uncomfortable. Hmm. Are you still doing animation now? Oh, yeah. How do you get started in animation? Um, when I was in first grade, I watched a bunch of Dragon Ball Z and cartoons, and I saw these beside, behind the scenes clips where they're like, "This is how we draw our characters," and then it just strawed like circles, and then like small like steps. So when I was in first grade, I found a computer and I googled how to draw Goku steps, and then they actually found it, and then I printed out like eight hundred pages of all the characters and all the shapes and everything. From I the could. school printer. No, from my dad's house. <laughs> from, from my from my house, and uh, I just taught myself how to draw. Got flip books. Taught myself how to animate. Now, now you were uh, attracted to anime mostly, the style. Yeah, I liked anime. I did, American comics to me were boring. Like Superman. They started to get really cool though as time went on, but the anime, Japanese anime, was always just just the shit. It was the shit. So I was like, yeah. What about it attracted you to it? Their style. Every character had style. The characters had style. The, the backgrounds were beautiful. They were different. You know, um, they had their stories actually had meaning. It wasn't just bad guy, he's superhero. It was like, the bad guy is only bad because his mom was mean to him when he was a kid. And like, they're, all, they're so deep, you know, and, and it like, teaches you like lifelong lessons like Dragon Ball Z and Naruto. Like, Vegeta is a character who is always second best to Goku, who is the hero. 
and like Vegito was like always so angry and he was kind of evil and prideful and it was like he would always say like every time he was getting his ass kicked he'd always be like you can't beat me <laughs> because I'm the prince of all sins I'm one of the most powerful people ever and he would just get stronger for some reason just because he told himself that and then like one thing Goku said that blew me away it was like he was like he's fighting one of the bad guys and he's like you know why you'll never beat me and he's like cause no one could ever beat what I represent and I was just like what what does that even mean your, your, your intention whatever it is that you're doing the only thing that matters is your intention so if my intention to do music and to let people know who I am was so that I wear a bow tie and I sing love songs is so that I can tell the people love more, love more. What's wrong with Al Green and loving you? I felt like I lost my ex because of music. She would always sing to me songs about Rihanna and Beyonce, these independent women. I don't need no man. And I just felt like, man, like people need each other and everyone is walking around like just just doing what they want and destroying their partners and their and I'm not like saying anyone destroyed anyone I'm just saying like I see this in the world you know and it's just like people need to like know about love love is so much more important than stupid being a thug or having 50 hoes those hoes don't care about you and they're stealing your money anyways and they anyway and, and it's I don't know it's just to me it's just stupid and I think I don't think that people need to not like fuck me if you don't like me you know like fuck whatever i have to say but i think having the perspective is the thing that helps and mm. my the intention of my perspective is to to make people think that it, it's cool to grow it's cool to be cool it's cool to love it's cool to just fucking be a regular person and not try to be a thug with 70 hoes you know that's cool too you know mm-hmm. shit so i mean that was my intention and um the weirdest thing is that everyone felt it and I didn't ever have to say that uh, a lot of people would, would say like man Dan your music is so helpful I, I love how it's like soothing and loving and I was like people would talk about like suicide and how like how like it would like make them feel better about um, you know their life situation and I just thought like that's why I kept doing it because I noticed that when people would pay me they would always tell me thank you like, I'd always be like, thank you, thank you. Or if they would give me too much money, I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. And then they would be like, man, you better take this 20, man. And they would, like, throw it at me. And then it, it got to a point where I realized, like, man, like, it feels like I'm giving I'm giving them something and then they're giving me something back in return. And um, once you think of it like that, then you don't want to stop doing it. Hmm. Looks like the uh, gardeners got here, so we better finish this up pretty soon, which, which we're reaching the hour mark, so it's actually good timing. Wow. Uh, but before we get there, let me ask you one more question. Uh, can you kind of go through the uh, evolution of your instruments? Like, what's the first guitar you started with, and what guitar you're playing now? Um, well, I actually just bought one extra guitar. I started with this uh, electric blue Fender Squire guitar. And I had this uh, brown Yamaha guitar that I had all the way up until the Twitch thing. And, uh, and then after that, I just bought this guitar, which is uh, another Yamaha, but it's black. Okay. Acoustic? Yeah. Nice. Now, you were in L.A., and this opportunity happened, and it seems like you were you were in the up-and-coming, right? You, you got stuff going, you got, you got the presentation down, you got the equipment and all that. 
but I'm surprised to hear that you came back to San Jose or to the Bay Area. What happened? Yeah. Well, I had planned originally to go on a tour. I was going to go around the world, around California. Then I was going to go around the United States, and I was just going to use Twitch to kind of like fund that and, you know, pro procure it and just put it out. And um, I've been in this team before music i've been tricking it's a it's a sport i've been tricking for 10 years since i've been 18 i've met this team team loop kicks now just to make it clear to listeners when you say tricking you're referring to like parkour well i know it's martial arts tricking. okay it's like it's called tricking like so it's not parkour but it's it's an activity parkour stole tricking moves and it just started doing it off park stuff and what, what I want to make clear to the listeners is he does not mean prostitution because <laughs> sometimes like, when someone's tricking at the corner that, that, that can mean prostitution loop too, kicks so. tricking yeah so loop kicks tricking it's like you know a form yeah. of martial arts of like spin kicks and so well, on loop kicks is a team and tricking is what the sport is called right um, it's it started as martial arts tricking but as it's gotten older that's become a problem because everyone isn't a martial artist so we call it just tricking now Hmm. And um, we 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 um, want to push that other people redefine their definition of tricking. And uh, so you moved back to the Bay Area to help yeah. with that movement. Yeah. So well, it's not necessary to help with that movement, but these are like my family and my friends that I've been living with for the last eleven years. And then all of a sudden, I just skipped town for eight months, and then it just disappeared. You know. And then it's just like. I was alone. I was just me and my brother. And after eight months of being alone without your friends or family that you've literally been with every single... Like, when I leave today, I'm going back. And we have this big, strong group of, like, 30 of us, and we see each other every single day. For, like, 10 years, 11 years, you're tight, you know? So, like, to me, it's... um, It was like, I went to L.A., people wanted to record my album, do music videos for me, and they would do it for free. But the thing was, is like, they weren't my family, my friends... And if something is going to happen to me, then why the living fuck am I not going to bring up my family and my friends? So I went to L.A. and I did stuff to help bring up my brother. Now I'm coming back here. And I don't mean to sound like, oh, I'm Mr. Helpy. But, like, I want to bring everyone up with me. So I decided to come back here. And I was going to go on tour. But I got around. It was Loop Kicks Camp 2017. And we had, like, 200 people from all over the world. Because that's what we do every year. We invite everyone from all over the world, the best triggers in the world. And uh, I was just looking at this event. Like my friend started this thing called King of the Floor, which is a tricking event. It's about to blow up, and I'm just like, man, I'm not leaving these people here. I'm not going anywhere unless you're going with me. So I decided to create this new organization label company called Lighthead, and I'm going to use my Twitch and my following to kind of create. Well, I've I've already bought it, uh, the copyright and the uh, the LLC and everything. So Isaiah's he's the one that created Leap Kicks. He's helping me create it. We he's a cinematographer for Vice. He was just on a Vice shoot, Pharmacopia yesterday, with uh, Hamilton. Like all my friends are doing like ASAP Rocky videos and you know like Lil Bow Wow and whatever her name was. Uh, God damn! Look at everyone. Like they're they're really like they're in Disney stuff and and they're all trickers that have just moved forward in life and done like film or art or something like that. And like so, 
since all of my friends are absolute professionals at film, art, music, cinematography, and, and, and everything else that I absolutely need as a musician, I actually got a manager when I was in LA. He found me and he was trying to take 25% of what I was like earning. And it was cool because I had my mom's friend is a, her, my mom's best friend is a musical lawyer and I had her rewrite the entire contract so I wouldn't be in trouble. But then it got to a point where the Twitch thing happened and he was like trying to collect money from something that I had like destroyed myself to do, you know, waking up at eight in the morning, coming back home at like 11 every single day for like six to eight months, like singing, like, nah, you're not taking that from me. And um, so I just used all the knowledge I gained from You need him. to be careful with those contracts. People could literally uh, yeah, take away uh, yeah. uh, a part of you. Mm-hmm. So like, and that was what I realized is Chance the Rapper did it by himself, Mac Miller did it by himself, and I take myself as a very serious, and I think I'm a little intelligent, because I'm psycho. I'm, and when I'm psycho, I say like, if I want to know something, I will read it, I will read, I put in hours, I don't talk about information, other. I talk about it by hours, like, if I put like 130 hours in my brain about something, I, I feel comfortable talking about it. And I've put thousands of hours into music, like, I see the musicians, and I don't mean this as an insult, I see the musicians in San Jose come to the same places, perform in front of the same people, and they do the same thing over and over and over again, and then they like they have this look on their face, like, how, why isn't it working? And like, I wanna, I wanna tell them or show them how to, how to do it without insulting them, and you can't do that by talking. Yeah, you have to wait until they ask for help. Exactly. Yeah. So my plan is to create this organization called Lighthead, which is going to be a label, and um, I already have, I already have five bands in it, and and uh, it's me, and then it's a bunch of my friends that are all now de- doing DJ and downtown. They have their own crew, Elemental Co, co- and like they're actually doing music, making money doing music. I'm making money doing Dean Lavelle. Isaiah has his own film crew called Fractal Pterodactyl. They make thousands of dollars doing commercials and film and stuff. Layla just dropped an album with uh, Zaya Lafayette. Um, uh, we have like Lexi that's part of it. Um, Will's been in there. I don't know if you know these people. Um, we have Layla, a, I'm familiar with. Yeah. Will Limeberry? Will Corgi. Cor, Will, Will Corgi. Corgier. Maybe not so much, no. Yeah, yeah. So, have, so you're staying busy, man. You got, yeah, we have a lot you of got a, a variety involved. of things to get involved with. Yeah, well, the the plan is to do because I was doing Ye- Yellow Bulb last year, where, where I was putting on the event and bringing a bunch of artists. So I ended up meeting a lot of uh, local musicians, and they're doing the same thing. They'll they'll put this out, they'll put that out, but they don't have a music video. Um, and uh, to me, it's not, I mean, I don't want, I don't wanna, like I say, I'm not gonna try to sound like insulting or anything, but it's not like you can just know that. Like my manager told me a bunch of stuff, and I realized why they don't tell these things to people, and it's so that the manager can make money. It's like you need to become an affiliated artist. You have to be represented by an actual management agency or company. And otherwise, a lot of promoters or people that put you in nice venues aren't going to talk to you. And they'll have you go to a, a bar or whatever and have you invite 10 friends. And all your 10 friends got to buy $15 worth of stuff or you can't come. So then you as the musician, instead of writing your music and learning how to be beautiful... You have to be like, oh, well, uh, make sure you, you guys buy $15 worth of bath if you... And then you got to also and make bribe your friends. It's like, I don't know, if, if I'd rather play music for my friends for free, you know, like if I could, I wouldn't let them come in for free and charge the other people. 
So to me, the, I thought that was backwards, and I was like, I, I, I'm not going to do that. So I made a, I'm making a plan now so that we can create our own label, our own management, our own system, and then we can get all the artists in the town. Because is a cinematographer. He's, he just made Hobson's new music video. All the things he does get, like, millions of views. Like, we're not, we're not playing. He's serious. I'm, I'm not joking. He has the same, he's the reason why I'm like this. Damn, I sound crazy. But, so we're going to do it. And we're going to bring every person on that wants to be a part of it. We're going to promote it. We're going to get... I have so many people, uh, um, so many notes. I can't, I can't even believe, like, I didn't even want to do it. I just needed to take my music from... Because, like I said, you have to just go bigger. What's bigger? And I was like, oh, okay, big, big, big. And then I thought, oh, I could travel around. That's pretty big. But what's even bigger? Traveling around with my entire family. And then not only that, but traveling around the entire world with my entire family and then growing my family as I travel. <laughs> if you got you guys can't see this, but I'm like lifting my arms and I'm making them wider and wider like a <laughs> See, now blend. I know why you want the video element here, because you're a very animated person. You, yeah. It's kinda of when people see you do all the all these expressions. <laughs> well mm. Dion again, we're running out of time. I would even like to bring all the artists that I find and bring them into here. Yeah. And like help you out with, with the whole thing. I could use a booker, that's for sure. Like that's what I wanna do. I wanna <laughs> help everyone, like get art shows out there and, and people are already doing it, but like yeah. the thing is that no one is doing it under one name and if they are doing it under their name, that name isn't isn't is only known it's like San Jose this or San Jose that or Bay Area this. It's like yeah. global. Yeah. Global. That's that's one of the many problems why I had with this um recent movement in San Jose of, of the San Jose branding thing. Stop it. Uh, San Jose's world. And that's one world. of them where I'm like, you're, you're kind of limiting limiting your brand to this. I mean, you shouldn't let a city define you like in that exactly. way. That's why you have gangs and uh, stuff. Uh, I, I don't know about that, but I, th I think <laughs> in some ways, if you're constantly waving the banner of like, this is San Jose, this and that, that can be very off-putting to other opportunities outside of the area. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Uh, that's maybe conversation for another time. Yeah. Uh, Dion, pleasure having you here. Yeah, thank I think, you. For I think you said me. some very insightful stuff. And, Sorry, and, I talk and so much. This is, <laughs> this is what this is meant for. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, where can people find your stuff? And, and uh, do you have a website? Um, hmm. Well, as of now, I don't know when you're going to put this out, but um, I do have a website. I'm starting up a lighthead website. It'll be all correctly spelled. L I G H T H E A D dot org. Is it going to be dot org or dot co? I think it'll be dot co. Um, Whitehead dot co. Um, I have my Instagram, which is Instagram dot com slash D I O N L O V E L L E Dion Lavelle. I have a website, which is a www.dionlavelle.com Same spelling. I have a Twitter. It's also Dion Lavelle. Um, I have not put my music out yet because I was waiting for my own uh, overhead to put it out and that's Lighthead and we just bought the copyrights to that. So I'll be releasing uh, my album in September. I have a, an acoustic band album and then I also have a, another little cool uh, Hip Milk album which is uh, Isaiah doing the producing. He produces everything but it's like a hip hop uh, R&B kind of thing. So two albums in September, a bunch of music videos. Yeah. Awesome. I'm looking forward for them. Hell yeah. And uh, I believe you're going to leave us off with a song. Oh. 
What song do you have in mind? Um. <clears throat> All right. Um. This is gonna be one of the songs on the new album. It's called Thirsty. This morning, and I could feel a little cold coming on. Drink some water, drink some vitamin C. I can complain, I see. And I walk out the door, and it's you on my mind, and I don't know why. This time go by Can't cry, can't cry I cannot even you Don't wanna be the only one in this world alone Don't wanna be the only one Can I see you without me I don't wanna be the only one lost alone. So I take a sip, 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 take a sip. Take a trip, take a trip, take a trip I plead the faith I put a lemon drop in my glass of water for my health See I chopped up a cucumber Put it in gallon of water and I drink it down thirsty 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 take a sip I'm thirsty 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 take a sip so thirsty can I take a tip in the moon no Just 
So thirsty, at So thirsty, so thirsty, take a sip. So thirsty, so so. by Dion Jones. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe. If you haven't already, check out the Patreon account and search for jmspodcast.com. Alright guys, till next week, have a good one. And again, if you're listening to this episode on Sunday, the 24th of September, come on by the Sofa Street Festival. I'll be playing music at 6.30 at the Frascati stage. Alright, till next week, have a good one. Sayonara.